Hi, I'm Laura Brady, CEO of Concierge Auctions. And hi, I'm Chad Roffers, Chairman of Concierge Auctions. And this is Block Talk. We today are going to be talking about our auction platform for working alongside agents and brokers to sell luxury homes on an expedited timeframe by partnering together with you. So we're going to be going through a number of points about the execution of our process. And at the end of the session, we'll take time to answer some questions and we'll follow up with you personally on the questions that we haven't been able to answer during the session. So we ready to get going, Chad? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. We're going to start off with just a tad bit about our company, just in case you don't know us very well. We have created a marketplace for the finest properties in the world to be sold. So we have thus far executed auctions around the world, actually in 40 US states and 29 countries so far, and all in partnership with a real estate agent actually on both sides of the transaction. So we always have a listing agent involved on the selling side of the transaction, as well as a buyer's agent commission, a full commission. We feel really strongly about our partnering with the brokerage network um, all over the world. And Chad, do you wanna weigh in a little bit on the why behind that? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So you know, prior to co-founding Concierge with Laura in 2008, I spent 10 years as a luxury real estate agent and broker. Laura and I, that's how Laura and I met. And so we spent, you know, 10 years kind of in the trenches working in the high end kind of second home market as brokers and agents. And we have a lot of respect for the people who do that for a living and are successful at doing that. And really, you know, our experience in, in founding the business was really understanding some of the pitfalls that that exist, where as an agent, can have a great listing, it's priced right, and for whatever reason, it doesn't sell. And that can be frustrating for an agent, it can be frustrating for a client. And in the Zillow world that we live in, you know, increasingly we saw price reductions as an ineffective strategy, and there had to be a better way. And so we've developed a platform that really, in conjunction with an agent, can help you and your seller accelerate the sales process, you know, without excluding the agent. And that's something we're really proud of. We're the only firm in our category that can make that claim. It's something that we just hold very sacred to what we do and something we feel strongly about. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I'll actually I'll give a little teaser to the way that we can partner together with all of you is not only through the listings that you have and helping you and your sellers to accomplish their goals, but also by you referring business to us of listings that are not yours, whether they're in your market or outside of your market. And after this call, you'll have a lot more knowledge and awareness about us to be able to talk with other agents about why we could be a fit for their clients and thus refer those clients to us. So I just wanted to put that in your head as to not only considering your current listings, but also any others you know, that may pique your interest as we're going through what we're talking about here. So as we said, we've never sold a property without a listing agent and offering commissions on both sides of the transaction. Our process is in essence, an accelerated sales solution. So we're coming in with a four to six week process of partnering with you if you're the referring agent and or the listing agent to market the property in a very aggressive way and expand the buyer pool of interest. So going back to the slide that we were on before, um, it's worthy to bring up the second bullet here, which talks about our database. Um, this is something that especially agents that know us well um, have come to really understand the power that is now in our database, which we've grown over the past 11 years to have over 640,000 contacts within our database. We have almost 100,000 subscribers that weekly are receiving communication from us about our upcoming auctions. And we also have really deep intelligence about each of the prospects, if they have transacted with us before, especially as far as what types of properties that they're looking for and how we can serve directly to them um, the types of properties that they've told us that they want. So this is a way for us to expand the interest that is coming to every property. And we'll touch on that in a little while here. We are going to have a crash course, again, being about an hour today, and we're already 12 minutes into it, uh, on the auction basics, 
how, again, you can earn commissions and referrals, how those prices break down within our transactions, how to identify properties that are best suited for auction and what are the benefits of a client coming through auction. And then we'll get into the actual timeline and how the marketing works, um, how our partnership with the agent works and the format and fees. So kind of the nuts and bolts after we get into the why. So lesson one is the basics and benefits of auction. Chad, take it from here. I'll let you have this one. Sure, I'd be happy to. So in this world that we live in, and certainly internationally, there are different nuances in property portals, but in North America and particularly the States, you know, we live in the Zillow world where there's so much transparency on a property, the history of that property, et cetera. And increasingly in the international markets that we service, similar types of things are occurring. And so what we've learned and we have the data to back this up and I think all of us who are professionals in the in the luxury real estate space can recognize this. A listing is either going to sell fairly quickly and the definition of fairly quickly is anywhere from 60 to 180 days in our experience at, for a very high percentage of the asking price or it's going to you know, linger on the market for thousand plus days and sell at a small fraction of the asking price. And so, you know, ultimately, in, you know, rather than, you know, perhaps a decent strategy for lower price properties where, you know, get it priced right to sell is a decent strategy or a good strategy. What we've observed, especially for the top tier properties is that price reductions are ineffective and really slow down the, the sales process versus accelerate it. Yes, so we have done a lot of research on this fact about days on market, and I'm going to show a graph that we've put together. So days on market, this is a topic that we have really dug into as a company of figuring out how days on market affect price, meaning if a property that comes out of the gates the day that it's listed and has a lot of interest and activity, what price is that property receiving versus its original list price? And then fast forwarding to the properties that don't sell quickly in that 60 to 180 day period that Chad referenced, what happens to their price? We know this in, in all other goods, right? That if something is not as exciting, it's been on the shelves for a while, um, it becomes tired merchandise. And especially now that we can see on Zillow and so many other property portals, not just we as real estate professionals, but the public can see all of the history of the property. The longer a property lingers on the market, ultimately the less it's achieving versus its original list price. So this is actually, a we put this all of our information together in an index that we publish once a year that analyzes the top luxury markets and the top sales within those markets and this you know dichotomy of properties that are either selling quickly or properties that are lingering so we'll have that index available also for all of you um, after joining this call if you'd like to see that and see if your market is in fact included the point of this is for us as a business and being a service provider to the industry we want to be top of mind if a property has not hit the, you know, the accelerated time when it first comes out on the market. If you fall into this, what we have defined on this graph as this danger zone, you know, which is days on market in most markets of about 180 days. Now it varies based on if your market's seasonal or if it's a first home or second home market, but roughly if the property misses that momentum, then, you know, really auction should strongly come into consideration. So the point being also not just about the days on market, but also the price threshold. We wanted to point out that in every market, there's a point of infle inflection where real estate turns from necessary to discretionary. So in other words, a lot, there's a price point above which properties are just harder to sell because there's not such a large buyer pool that there's constant activity in that price threshold. And in every market, that price is different, right? So in Scottsdale, Arizona, it might be above $3 million versus in Beverly Hills, it might be above $20 million even. So thinking about in your marketplace, what is that you know threshold where there just is not as much demand and often we can really help in, in that price category as well. The benefits, let's talk about what benefits a seller, a buyer, and a real estate professional have through our process. Sure, so why don't I take the seller benefit? So, you know, whether you're, you know, so this is obviously, this presentation is geared towards agents. And so ultimately, when you think about why a seller should be considering our platform, 
in conjunction with you is fundamentally it takes the control back from being a passive thing where the property's on the market, you have an asking price, but you really have to sit back and let the market come to you versus taking a proactive approach, taking control back and setting the terms and timing of sale. So ultimately, you know, I would say there's three important value propositions that a seller receives by using or coming on our platform. The first thing is an accelerated sale on a defined time frame. So typically it takes us five weeks from the day that we sign an agreement with a seller to having the property under contract. It may vary by a week or two, depending on the market and how much prep needs to go into the marketing campaign in advance of the sale. But overall, 60 day process from the day we're in, you know, enlisted to help versus or to a closing. So that's number one. Number two is reach. So as Laura indicated, you know, one of the challenges of selling high in real estate is the pool of buyers is finite. So it's just it's rare air. Number one. Number two is the days on market for a property are very transparent. And so buyers oftentimes will look at a great property that's priced well, but it's been on the market, quote unquote, too long and they don't step forward. So there's there's that issue. And so, you know, what we need to do is reestablish urgency and kind of a fresh life for that property and expand the pool of buyers. And that's what we do, you know, incredibly well, as, as Laura indicated about the size and strength and depth of our database, which is comprised of high net worth people that like real estate as an asset class, have a global purview and are interested in properties, you know, and are opportunistic. And that really is important. You know, beyond that, you know, other things that are really important, you know, we're not hobbyists at this. We're a full-time company. We have full-time employees. We have dedicated technology and marketing and sales staff that are allocated on a property by property basis. So in addition to an agent being an integral part of our process, we deploy a project sales manager to the local market to work alongside you to help you not sell the real estate, but answer the auction related questions that come up. And additionally, in, in our corporate office, an auction director who's your single point of contact from the beginning to end, to think of them as your concierge or your whatever, whenever button throughout the process. So really important points. And why don't we go to, I guess, buyer agent benefits next? I did glance, we're already getting a few questions. And while we'll get to those at the end, a couple of them are related to how we're executing in this environment right now with coronavirus and all of the shelters in place. I would say that a few of the things that are benefiting the sellers the most on this slide today are, of course, our technology and our database. Certainly, we've continued to make enhancements to more and more digital assets available for clients to be able to interact with properties. But a big benefit of our platform is that we've had a digital platform for years. We've actually had bidding online capabilities since 2010. So we're really used to dealing with clients digitally throughout the process. You know, we occasionally will do a live auction, but that really is pretty horse and buggy these days. You know, a digital auction, especially for top tier properties where your buyer pools global. I mean, in the last month, we sold properties in Thailand, we have one going on in Spain, San Francisco, New York, other locations, some of those, you know, Los Angeles that have really significant lockdowns in place. And we have buyers from all over the world participating. And I think it's really because A, they don't have to show up at a live auction. B is we have, you know, stellar marketing that, you know, really allows a buyer to fully understand what a property is. And, you know, we're actually seeing an uptick in demand. So, you know, go figure, right? And, and I don't think a month ago we would have necessarily said that, but living it right now, we're seeing it with increased bidder counts, more interest in properties, not less. Yeah, which goes towards the buyer benefits. So for us, the, the benefits of a buyer participating is that they know that we've identified properties that are you know, great opportunities. We right now look at about 20 properties for every one we accept. And there are a number of reasons for that. One of them being that we're looking for sellers who understand um, market value, that value is going to be what the buyers determine of the price and that they're able to accept a range of outcomes. The fact is that we don't know what a property is going to sell for, nor do you as their listing agent, at least not exactly, um, nor does an appraiser. So it all has to do with what the buyers are willing to pay. And so buyers understand that we've curated the inventory nicely for them that way and that it's very easy for them to bid 
our transactions, this actually segues into agent ease also, um, our transactions have no contingencies. So it's a very simple process for a buyer to come in and see all the diligence materials ahead of time and then bid as long as they've done all their research in advance. And then perhaps the one that we hear the most from buyers is the second to last bullet of real-time offers. And the fact that the buyers have transparency in our digital platform as a buyer's placing a bid, they can see all of the other bids that are being placed by the different different bidders that are approved um, to be placing bids. And so a buyer knows that they're paying a fair price because it's only one bid above the next highest bidder, which especially once you get into the ultra luxury category, buyers in a traditional purchase on any given day, they often have a lot of concern that they're overpaying for something um, if they don't know what other people might think that it's worth. So for agent benefits, we really, again, see our participation with you as a real partnership. So we are here as a tool for you to use with your luxury listings and to create an accelerated sale for you. You'll hear us talking a lot about our co-branding and our partnership with you. This is really important. Again, as Chad mentioned, he and I both coming out of traditional real estate brokerage before founding this company. We want to help you grow your clientele, your image, your awareness in your local market while we're working together with you, because then of course it will, you know, keep keep coming around to us being able to help more clients as you're also aware of our process. Expanding your pipeline and bringing you other referral opportunities. So we're gonna get to that in a minute. Yeah, and I'll just add one thing here. It's I think really important. You know, in times like this as an agent, you know, sellers, there's there's definitely a flight to quality. And certainly we know that there's times in the real estate industry where there's pressure on fees or people that question the value of a quality agent and perhaps are attracted to other platforms or discount platforms or other things. And in times like this, you know, people want quality advice and they want an agent who is, you know, educated on market trends and, and proactive and has options and solutions. And I think that's really important. And the agents that do the best around the world, it's interesting that you know we work with, they're very proactive at addressing our platform. So it's typically a page in their listing presentation early on that they bring up to say, look, I'm, an, I'm, up to, I'm a certified agent with concierge auctions. I'm a preferred agent. I have certification. I understand the process. It may not be the right thing right now, but if we ever need to look at alternative approaches to getting your property sold, I'm up to speed on it. It's really an empowering thing. I think the second thing is that, you know, ultimately we average anywhere from 50 to 100 inbound phone calls on a weekday from sellers around the world. Most of those properties are listed and the seller and and we'll call the agent, you know, immediately after that inbound phone call and say, you know what, your client so-and-so just called us. And usually the agent will say, you know, gosh, I didn't realize that my seller was that motivated. So I think being proactive, positioning yourself as an expert and a resource is is really important and differentiates you from people who, you know, aren't getting up to speed on new technologies or new tools to help their clients. Mm -hmm. And to the point of hearing what other agents within our preferred agent network do, we are going to be rolling out a new series of continuing education for all of our preferred agents and also enabling more networking between our preferred agents um, throughout the world. So you'll also, as being part of this network, get notifications about when we'll be having those sessions, um, more webinars like this, but also ability for different people to interact and to bring up you know, how they're finding success and earning more through partnering with us so that everybody can learn from each other. So commissions and referrals. We actually have five different ways that we're going to talk about today that you can earn commissions through working with us or referrals. So the first one is to represent a seller. So this is, um, you know, the most traditional way of you coming forward or your seller calling us and saying, you know, I have this listing, listing agreements in place, and you will still earn the full commission that's in your listing agreement when you and your client hire us to come on board and help market the property for auction. So anytime you represent a seller at auction and the auction closes, you'll earn your full commission. And the second one is to represent a buyer who ends up being a winning bidder at one of our auctions. Again, a full commission. So many of you may be aware of this already that right now, you know, any property that's listed on our website, if you have a buyer for it, 
register, we're always um, you know, upfront with what the commission amount is that's being offered, which is pursuant to the listing agent's listing agreement. And so always you know, in line with whatever um, the traditional or typical um, commission is for a buyer in your market, which varies from market to market. But full commission there for bringing a bidder. And then a few other ways that you may not be aware of. The next one is receiving a seller referral. So as Chad mentioned, a lot of, well, actually, I don't know if you talked about the sellers that call that aren't listed for sale, but that does happen pretty often. You know, a seller will call us and either their listing expired and they're looking at what to do next, or they've never been on the market before, um, which is actually a growing category for us, especially for clients that we have sold properties for them in the past. They are now reaching out to us again um, from the onset to make sure that they get uh, you know, take the most advantage of the activity generated when the property first hits the market. That's especially beneficial when it's a very difficult to value property. Consider that coming first to market with an auction solution so that you're not painting, you know, a picture to the public of what you think the property may or may not be worth or may be worth that might not be the right price. So we recently had a sale of a ranch in South Texas that had not been on the market before. That's just one example. And we produced an amazing price for that property because it did not have kind of a predetermined um, ceiling of, of value. Back to receiving a seller referral. So when a seller calls us and they're not listed yet for sale or not currently listed, we will introduce them or at least bring up the opportunity to introduce them to a preferred agent within our network. If we do end up auctioning that property, you'll receive a full commission through that auction process, just as if you had been the listing agent before and you'll go into a listing agreement with the seller. The other two ways are receiving a buyer referral. So as you can imagine, we have a lot of buyers that come through our process that don't end up being the winning bidder. I mean, by virtue of us having anywhere between three to seven to 10 plus bidders on every property, there's only one winner. Very often the buyers are then interested in purchasing something else in the market. If they had not been represented by an agent before, then there's the opportunity for you to be introduced by us to a buyer. Similarly, we have a lot of preferred agents that receive buyer inquiries from our website just on any given day. A client might be looking for an auction product on our website. And if we don't have something in the location or with the specs that they're looking for, and they go on to the, the preferred agent section and search for you, they'll reach out to you and let you know that um, they found us, they found you through us. In that instance, we just ask for a referral fee from that buyer by leading them your way. And then the last one, which this has, you know, endless opportunity is for you to refer a new listing to us for an auction sale if you are not the listing agent. So we offer a 10% referral fee. That's 10% of our net revenue that we receive from the transaction. Just to kind of get everybody's attention, our average transaction is around five and a half million. So typically a referral fee that we pay out is around $40,000 for an agent who introduces us to another agent who has a listing. And I can tell you that there's multiple preferred agents in our network that have earned seven figure referral fees as a result of being an early adopter and understanding our platform and being on the lookout for agents and or listings in their market that are a good fit. And so I think this is a great way. And this is not only just in your market, it could be you know other agents in whatever network or alliance you may be part of or brand you may be a part of. This is a really excellent opportunity to you know, diversify your income stream. Certainly in this COVID world that we're living in, I was talking to one of the top Manhattan brokers this week, and you know, she is predicting a 70% decrease in transaction volume this year, right? That's a big number. And she's looking for, she already was aware of us and we already had referrals, but she's really ramping up her efforts to refer us business as a replacement for income that's not going to be there in her local market. And she's very influential with other agents in other markets. So this is a huge opportunity and, and a great way, you know, for you to diversify your income stream and, and really help your peers out. So take advantage of this. Mm -hmm. So the breakdown here on the slide that you're seeing is of a $5 million property. As Chad mentioned, that's roughly the average of the properties that we sell. We always charge a 12% buyer premium. 
And that means that the buyer is paying our fee on top of their high bid. And as you come to know the terms of our agreements, we often credit the seller back, depending on the price point of the property, we may credit the seller back for a portion of their commissions. So the 12% is then reduced by whatever that amount may be as far as what our income is. So we're paying on the net proceeds that we're receiving, 10% of our net revenue. In this example, $5 million property, net revenue of 400,000 and 40,000 of that is going to you. Okay, so this is a breakdown of all five of the ways to earn commissions. Again, representing a seller or representing a winning bidder, receiving a full commission. If we send a seller referral your way and the seller ends up selling at auction, um, again, you get the full commission. You're also gonna be working with us, by the way, during that time period to be executing um, the auction itself. So we'll get to that next. If you receive a buyer referral from us, there's just a, a referral fee on top of that back to our firm. And then if you refer a listing agent with another auction property, getting that 10% referral fee. And two subtle points here, but I think they're important tips to help you maximize you know, your revenue or income opportunities. And representing a bidder, I think Laura touched on this, but I'll emphasize it again. A lot of your clientele, your buyer relationships have a global purview. And just because you sell them properties in the Hamptons, because that's your, your, your home market, doesn't mean that they're not interested in properties in Aspen or elsewhere in the world. So what our agreements with the local listing agents say is if a buyer comes in referred from an out of market broker, and they don't have a local agent in that case, then the listing agent will pay a referral fee to you, the, the equivalent of what the co-broke is. So it's really important and a big opportunity for income. And then the other piece that's really important, and we're big on transparency, being very real and being you know, genuine partners with our listing agent partners. So you're copied real time on every single inquiry that comes in on a property while it's underway in terms of the marketing process. And on average, we'll generate 300 to 500 inquiries per property. And there's you know, typically only one, there's one winning bidder, right? So there's a lot of demand out there in terms of other people you can sell properties to. 40% of the properties we sell, the listing agent double sides the transaction, which probably should be another example here of additional income opportunity where we're introducing a buyer from somewhere else in the world. They don't have a local rate relationship and they just choose to have, you know, work along with the listing agent on, you know, both sides of the transaction. Okay, so properties that are best suited for auction. Chad, you work real closely with our business development team. I'll let you speak towards what y'all are looking for. Absolutely. First and foremost, if there's a price reduction that you can convince a seller to make that will sell the property in 30 days, then do that, right? You know, that, it, you know that's the litmus test that I say to all friends, family, professionals that I deal with out there. You know, if there's a right price on something, then do that. That's a perfectly fine strategy. I would argue that for high-end properties, you know, as you go up the food chain, there is no right price, right? The, you know, the you're dealing in just a different, you know, part of the market where things don't necessarily trade on a price per square foot, and so the pricing is very subjective. So, you know, that's number one. Number two is you have a seller that says, "Look, I love this property, but I want to sell it." And interestingly, most of our sellers are you know, have no mortgage debt on their properties, right? So sellers aren't selling because they have to, they're selling because they want to. So you have a, but a seller that owning that property is keeping them from doing something they wanna be doing with their time and money. I think that's important. Second thing is unique property, a market that's challenging. I think, you know, high-end properties is always a challenging market. Even in the best of economies, it's hard to sell expensive houses. That's why Laura and I have so much respect for you as, as top agents around the world, is it's hard to do what you do. Um, and so, you know, ultimately, I think those are the, the, the traits that make it a good fit. You have a seller that says, I'd like to sell quickly. Not, I don't want to give away my property, but I'm willing within reason to let the market come to me and tell me what my property's worth. And, and I like a cash contingency free, you know, no must, no fuss transaction. That's the right type of seller. Increasingly in times like this, while we do not sell distressed assets, occasionally you'll have sellers that have special situations, right? Complicated situations. You know, maybe they're in the oil and gas business and their business has changed a lot or they're Richard Branson and they own an airline and, you know, there's, there's just challenges. We're well versed in that. As a team, we have a you know we have the resources to help people if they have really unique financial situations to deal with that. 
So I think that it's a combination uh, primarily of a seller who's motivated to get the best price in an accelerated fashion. And that's somebody we should have a conversation with together. Okay, so now we're gonna go through 10 benefits of luxury options. So some of these we've already touched on, but I think it's important that we point out the, the 10 top ones as we see them. So the first is that a lot of the clients that we've worked with have familiarity with auction. So they've sold art, they've sold classic cars, they've been used to the auction process. And so them coming and selling their house via auction may not be as unusual um, for them as you may think on face value. So we deal with a lot of clients who are very familiar with the other auction houses of other fine assets. Um, the second is timing. So we say this very often that most of the clients that we work with, they're able to control the timing and the terms of almost everything in their life, um, right? They have a private plane. They can fly somewhere when they want to. They you know, can make a decision to change their schedule if they want to. But when it comes to selling their real estate, they really are at the mercy of the buyers that you know, are in the market or that are, are familiar with their property. So they often want, again, to take back the control of the timing of their sale. The third point is our database. So again, having access to our database with every property that we bring on, we are, you know, giving the whole database information about it and then pinpointing the clients that are in the database that we know may have interest in that specific location or those specific attributes that that property has. So we'll get into this in a second, but when we talk about our database and the buyers that are interested in all of the auctions that we're conducting right now, today for any property that we sell, 30 to 50% of the interested buyers and ultimately the registered bidders come directly out of our database. So up to one half of the interest is straight out of that list. And again, the database is growing with every property that we sell. So that percentage is continuing to increase through the years competition from multiple bidders. So we all know this at face value, right? The more bidders you can get interested at one time for you, the more, you know, buyers in the traditional sense, if you have an open house and it's full of people, then that's great. We'll definitely get a higher price when other people feel that momentum. So again, in an auction scenario, pooling all of that interest into one place and one time and helping us to drive competition from there. The fifth point being vetted buyers. So many people don't know until you, you know, become educated or, or participate in one of our auctions, the process that all of our buyers go through in order to be confirmed bidders for the auctions. It's a three-step process. They have to sign the auction terms. They have to wire a deposit, which is typically about $100,000. It's usually 100,000, sometimes it may be a little bit less, sometimes we've done as much as a million dollars for um, the client to be vetted and approved. And then we also take a proof of funds and we speak to a, a bank advisor or financial advisor if there's uncertainty a, a behind the client's wherewithal. So everyone can you know, know that by the time a buyer receives the access to our website to actually place a bid, they've already gone through all of these steps. All right, Chad, I'll let you go with the transparency. Sure. This is something, you know, once again, we're, we're, we're really passionate about, which is being transparent throughout the entire process. That starts with our interaction with you as the agent and the seller around setting realistic expectations. You know, just the last point Laura just mentioned around like our vetting process for bidders. We're very unique in that regard. And you know, there's still some people out there that do, you know, live auctions and um, that's fine, I guess, for for lower priced assets or allow people to show up with a personal check. But you know, when you're selling a five, ten, twenty, fifty, hundred million, you know, dollar asset, asking somebody to send a wire transfer to escrow is not a big ask, in our opinion. And quite frankly, it weeds out people who just are not qualified. So that's really important. But ultimately, also another reason why our technology and digital bidding—it's very transparent. Every bidder is tracked. Every bid's tracked. Every other bidder can see who else is bidding, not by name, but by paddle number. And that transparency is, is very important. I think also for a seller going into their auction, we have a proprietary opening bid process. We can talk about it another time about how we manage that. But going into their auction, the seller has a very clear picture of how many bidders there are, 
what starting bids are, and from that point, what's a realistic set of expectations. So we've worked very diligently over the last 10 years to increase to increase the level of transparency and ultimately expectation setting with sellers so that at the end of the process, whatever the price was, the seller said, you know what, they did everything they said they were gonna do. They were very straightforward with us. I had full facts and information and I made a calculated business decision. And ultimately on the buy side, same thing, especially in uncertain times. There may be a property that there's the perfect buyer already in the wings, but they're uncertain to step forward because they're not sure what the market is today. And having five or seven other bidders competing with them, improving the value of a given property allows them to step forward and make a decision that they feel good about. Okay, so number seven, eight, nine. So seven, exclusive. We've talked about this, the exclusivity of sellers that are invited to be part of our platform. Um, focused attention. And that has to do with our team. Um, we, again, assign a project sales manager as well as an auction director to focus on each assignment. The project sales manager is only focused on that one property sell for that entire time frame that the property is being exposed. Unless there is two properties that are going on in the same market or by the same seller or something like that, then we may have one, one person. But with that said, or one person that's helping with both of those because the buyers that are coming through are the same, but there's always that focused attention. And we know that with you, you as an agent in the market have a lot of business going on all day long. And so you can rely on our salespeople to give that focused attention to the assignment. Number nine, not distressed. So the properties that we auction are not distressed properties. That definitely is something that um, one of the first questions that we used to get 10 years ago is, you know, are the, are the sellers that you're working for, you know, in some sort of financial dire straits? And that is not the case. The sellers that we're working for, as Chad mentioned, often don't have any debt on their properties. They're choosing to auction as a business decision. And we're seeing that right now in spades um, in the current environment, the sellers that are calling us, they just want liquidity out of their property to either reallocate their capital or because they don't have a rosy picture of you know, what inventory will look like a year from now and they wanna get ahead of that. Um, so we're really seeing ourselves really more on the you know, financial side of um, the transaction helping them to make the right decision and auction may not be the right decision for them. As Chad mentioned before, if they can reduce their price or if they can accomplish their goals somehow um, in a different way, you will find we're very upfront with you and them about that. Last but not least, mitigating days on the market. So I think we've already covered this one enough, but basically trying to help you and the sellers get ahead of um, the challenge that may come if a property continues to linger for months and years on the market. We have sold many properties that have been not only on the market for a year before we received them, but sometimes five, six, seven years that sellers have been attempting to sell their properties before they come to us. With those, especially that have way prolonged days on market, we often you know, tell them we wish you would have called us four years ago, right? We could have done an even better job for you and more, more quickly. Days on market's really important and everyone should be paying really close attention to that. Okay, so we have a lesson about our timeline. This is getting into the nuts and bolts on how we execute. And then we'll touch on also what your role is in that execution. So 60 days from launch to close. So typically once we sign an agreement with you and the seller, we prep the property for one to two weeks. So if you have um, photography or videography that you've used in the past, we see if that's, you know, those are assets that we want to reuse or if we want to retake all of, you know, the, the positioning photos and such. Our marketing team is in-house and they work closely with you, but they do the, the legwork of scheduling photographers, videographers, and putting all of the marketing pieces together. It's one thing that we definitely get um, great marks on always, you know, having great marketing for every property. And then once we launch the property, the exposure timeframe, depending on the market and the season, is four to six weeks. So during that time frame, our project sales manager is working really closely with you on all the on the ground efforts in the market at the same time as our marketing and sales team that are in our headquarters office are exposing the property to our database and aggregating all of the client interests that may be out of your market. And then after that four to six week period, the auctions conducted today, 
Most of our options remain open for anywhere from two to three days on average. Um, on our website, the bidding is open. So during that time frame, buyers can watch, you know, where other bidders are placing their bids and the clock counts down. You as a viewer can go on and watch any of our auctions at any given time. Chad mentioned our Spain auction that just opened yesterday. You can go on our website and you can, can watch that countdown and see how that works. And then after the auction closes, there's a four week closing period. Again, no contingencies, there's no financing or inspection contingency after the auction. Buyers need to do all of their research ahead of time. Title will have been pre-done before we even start our exposure process for the property. So it's a very quick and easy closing process. Our reach, we've talked about our database, but Chad, do you wanna to touch on these three areas? Sure, I think it's important you know, that we come into this and it's the reason why we're passionate about partnering with agents. You know, we're gonna bring a significant amount of new demand to the table, but we also wanna make sure that we aggregate existing demand in the market. And, and you as a local agent, your relationships with buyers and other agents is integral to the process. And it really takes the mix of all three, you know, existing prospects, you know, broadening the the elasticity of the of the property, meaning potentially, you know, if somebody was looking in, you know, northern Spain, but maybe they'd also consider northern Italy, right? You know, there's there's an element of of helping to differentiate a property and and create, you know, a, a larger pool of buyers by by taking our approach and then our database. And and I can't emphasize enough, you know, it's been a 20, 30 million dollar investment that even if you wanted to spend it to build that database, just you can't. You know, we've built it one property at a time. This year we're on a pace to do somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 properties. And so, you know, that while certainly isn't, you know, a very select number of properties when you look at a global pool of properties, you know, that volume is continuing to generate and enhance a database that's already strong and getting stronger by the day. So with every property that we market, we have exposure to roughly a million dollars or actually over a million people that become aware of that property, whether it's through advertising, PR, database outreach, et cetera. And then that feeds into two to 400 prospects for each auction and 25 to 50 showings, which with most of the properties that we sell, the showing activity that we're generating in this four to six week period is often equivalent to what you would otherwise have in a year or two years and then ultimately three to seven registered bidders some auctions that we have have quite a bit more than that but you can have a really great auction with three very qualified interested buyers and showings i think in this in this covid 19 world can can also take a different form and shape whether they send somebody local contact or friend or representative to view the property but increasingly and we've already you know, already had excellent technology and tools around virtual walkthroughs matterports other things like that um, we're stepping that up with nighttime tours and other things um, and we're selling properties just within the last few weeks to people sight unseen um, they're confident in what they're buying the market's been proven to them in terms of what's a fair price and they're stepping up. So, you know, that will vary by market, but I think another reason why, um, you know, in the world that we're in today, our technology and marketing can really be an asset to you and your client. All right, so I'm gonna close out with the listing agent's role in our transactions. So the listing agent's role, when we're marketing a property alongside you as the listing agent, we really rely on the agent to be the property expert and the local market expert. And our team and our salespeople are the auction experts. So as Chad mentioned, with every lead that comes in, every buyer prospect, we're referring to you regarding any uh, property questions or market questions. And we expect for you to refer back to us regarding any auction questions. We find that that works really well. It makes it a very streamlined point way of communication with the clients. We have, daily communication with the agent, with our sales manager, that's really important. The more the agent is involved, um, the better, the better prices we get, the better we service the clients and just makes everything smooth. So expect if you're a listing agent to have consistent communication with your project sales manager. 
And as we receive leads coming in, liaising with the sales manager to figure out, you know, who's following up with them and again, answering their questions. Introducing our project sales manager to the brokerage community is really key. You know, best agent support would get our project sales manager into sales meetings, both for their brokerage and for other brokerages in the market, or at least introduce them to the right people to help them ask to get in so that they can spread the word about the property to the local market. Making the project sales manager aware of what's going on in the local market understanding our message, we'll have consistent communication with the listing agent about, you know, what are frequently asked questions. And ultimately all of this, of course, with the goal of building a field of bidders and generating the highest price. To this point, I'll also say that we constantly talk about the fact that the second highest bidder is even more important than the highest bidder because we need that competition to push the highest bidder up. So we need to make sure that we're building a ladder of different types of bidders, different you know, motivations, and so that we have a lot of competition, you know, especially at the very top of the bidding. Okay, so I'm gonna close out. We'll talk about this more as you continue within our preferred agent network, but we conduct at concierge auctions two types of auctions. We have auctions without reserve, options with reserve. Reserve is a price that the seller has set that the bidding needs to meet or exceed in order for the property to sell. And a without reserve auction means that there's no price, no published price, no pre-agreed price that has to be met. Um, in a without reserve auction, the seller is really relying on our process, our case studies, you know, our history to generate the buyer interest that ultimately gives them market um, value. Um, we have a number of ways that we protect the seller in a without reserve scenario, um, not the least of which is our process for registering bidders with an opening bid. So before the auction even begins, we know if we have seven bidders registered and five of them are opening their bids at a certain level, that level that of the opening bids is as good as those bidders having placed them at the auction. So that really is the, the downside reserve figure in essence that a seller has. So now we have time for some questions. Can you help sell a property without being able to show the inside of it? This definitely speaks to our environment today and Jennifer asked this question. Yeah, Jennifer, thanks for the question and, and absolutely. I mean, certainly there are some properties that lend themselves better than others to being sold without having a physical tour. We just sold a property in Miami, a condo to a buyer from Boston who had, you know, did the whole transaction virtually. And, and so, and that's not a one-off, like we're seeing that increasingly. And, you know, especially with the technology and tools that exist today, um, we're seeing more and more of that. Historically, we sold maybe 10 to 15% of the properties to buyers sight unseen, where they were, you know, a buyer that maybe usually they know us and they know that we've got properties and, and only take on really, you know, top tier, you know, interesting properties. So, but I think it, that's going to be an increasing number of occurrences in our platform. Do you think days on market for high-end properties is a real issue? This is from Dana. She says, I've been told that properties that are over 2 million are luxury properties that, that buyers don't really care about days on market. So why do we think that that matters? Sure. I think certainly, you know, there are some markets where that may, may not be the case, but I would argue that in today's world, it's, it's a hundred percent the case. And not only that, and we'll make sure that Dana, you have a follow-up link to our luxury property index. Laura can remind us all of what the URL is. But when you look, and we've studied this the last four years, and we look at the top tier transactions in, in now 60 plus markets around the US, and you look at the properties that sold, the ones that sold within 180 days sold for 90 plus percent of their asking price, or oftentimes it's three years and 70%. So if you just look at the data alone, it tells you what intuitively we all know, which is you could have the best property in the world, and you've got the perfect buyer, and then they ask you how long it's been on the market and you say three years, the reactions, what's wrong with it, right? It's just, it's the way we're all wired. And so, and increasingly in the old days, you could take something off the MLS and reload it and, you know, kind of sweep the days on market under the rug. But, you know, those days are gone and, and days on market are absolutely an essential factor. 
from Regine, if there is marketing prep that needs to be done, who pays for that? The answer to that is us. We do. We actually do not charge upfront fees to sellers for any properties in the Americas. In Europe and some other international destinations, we have an upfront fee that a seller pays that helps to subsidize the cost that we are incurring to market a property. But aside from that, we cover all of the execution and um, caustic outlay, um, which again is another reason why we're very picky about the properties that we take on and accept one in 20 because we want to make sure that it's the right product for our database and that we actually are going to be able to sell the property. So we are covering all expenses. Let's see, it, during the marketing process, is the property simultaneously on MLS? Yes. So is it simultaneously on MLS as a concierge auction property and the listing agent's brokerage? Yes, the property remains on the market with you the same way that you would have had the listing otherwise. It's on MLS. If you're putting forth additional marketing or if your brokerage has the opportunity to have additional exposure for the property, fabulous. The more exposure, the better. So really, we're an additional kind of overlay onto the marketing that's already being done. A lot of questions around bidding format. So this is what I knew I was going to tee up to you, Chad. So if the seller does not give a reserve, so there's no reserve, can the seller decide not to sell? Or if the property does does meet the reserve, can the, can the seller back out? That's one of them. Is the seller allowed to not accept any bids? And then the next one is some sellers are very afraid to use without reserve format. They're scared because there's no control over the final price. So can you discuss how we manage that property, that process? So it's basically, you know, what what is our reserve process versus our without reserve product? Sure. Happy to take that one on. So it's an important question. And, and as Laura indicated earlier, both formats can be effective with reserve and without reserve. So it really comes down to, you know, analyzing the property and the local market conditions and understanding you know, quite frankly, how great is the challenge, right? Oftentimes, you know, there are markets where there is activity, there are comparable sales, and a reserve can be perfectly fine because you want to set a reserve at a number that's compelling to buyers. Certainly, yes, by definition, it's the seller's floor, but I, what we've learned through experience is we really need to look at setting a reserve through the eyes of qualified buyers. And, and if you were able to get 300 buyers to inquire and 25 to 50 to come do a deep dive on a property, you know, making sure that you don't lose a su substantial percentage of those people with the question, ah, you know, call me if it doesn't sell. If that's the question you're getting from people in a reserve auction format, the reserve's too high, right? Versus the right reserve is one where a qualified buyer can say, wow, that's a great opportunity. I know it's gonna sell for that number. I'm sure it's gonna sell for more. I'm interested in competing. So that's one way to approach it, and it can be perfectly effective. Alternatively, there are some properties that there just are no comps. There's no precedent. We sold a property on the east coast of Florida that, you know, one point was listed above $100 million, and nothing had ever sold in that county in the state above, I think, 20, right? And so, you know, there are no comps. There's no right reserve for a property like that. And alternatively, the without reserve process is really more effective because it allows the, us to go out to the market and say, we have a motivated seller. This is a one of a kind property that the seller is gonna within reason let the market determine what the fair price is. Now, Laura indicated this, we have safeguards and protections in place to protect our sellers. So when without reserve auction, and one of the things, and this has evolved a lot through the years, as we, you know, we're very big believers on if a seller authorizes the commencement of their auction, and we're gonna hold them to going through with the sale. And if a buyer bids and is a winning bidder, we're going to hold them accountable for making sure they perform, right? Those are like the two golden rules in our business. But ultimately as a seller, prior to the commencement of their auction, they are asked to sign an acknowledgement in writing. And we also do a phone call with our compliance team, just going through all the facts and figures in advance of the auction. So a seller knows going into the auction, how many bidders are registered, who they are by name, if they have opening bids, what they are, knowing that in a without reserve auction, the property cannot sell for less than the highest opening bid that's in, in hand. And certainly, hopefully we'll sell for more, but we can't guarantee that. 
And so if for whatever reason at that juncture, prior to the commencement of bidding, a seller is not comfortable in a without reserve format, they can withdraw the property and that's their prerogative. And, and you know, certainly that's not the goal. We wanna minimize that, but that's how we protect our sellers. It's another reason why the digital auction format in our experience is much better because oftentimes in a without reserve sale, you'll have some buyers that say, you know what, I'm not sure the seller is going to go through with that. So they don't engage, they don't participate. And what we've learned is a digital auction that takes place over 72 hours allows us to make sure that everybody who's had an interest in a property has ample time to, to place a bid. And that's really important. It's also an additional benefit, quite frankly, to a seller to make sure that when it's all said and done, there was no stone un left unturned. There was not a, you know, a dollar that was left on the table. Thanks, Chad. Does concierge auctions deal with residential properties only? For the most part, we do, but we have had some properties that are borderline um, commercial or business type properties. We actually have one right now that is in the Northeast that is a boutique hotel. We sold another one a couple weeks ago, actually, that was similar. Um, and we have done a number of properties that have businesses on them, like, for example, vineyards and ranches that also have restaurants or spas on them. So we work with those types of product. What we're not doing is commercial buildings or, um, you know, apartment complexes, that kind of thing. Um, and really, for us, it comes back to what is our brand positioning? What are the buyers in our database looking for? And for the most part, they are, you know, luxury home buyers um, that, you know, they may own multiple properties or they may have some of these boutique hotels, um, but they're shopping elsewhere if they are invested in other types of real estate. Another thing is that we have relationships with a number of other auction companies and also brokerage companies that sell different types of products that we do. So we partner a lot on a referral basis with um, with those companies if sellers that are our clients want to sell their other types of properties. Let's see, what is the cost if a seller does not accept the opening bids? Great question. So as Laura indicated, we are unique in that we do not charge upfront fees. So you know, historically in the auction arena, especially with some of the regional or kind of smaller firms that don't have infrastructure, it was important to get an upfront fee from the seller to underwrite the marketing campaign. Quite frankly, in our early days, we were no different. But over the last decade, we've enhanced our balance sheet. We're well capitalized. We don't need to charge upfront fees. The second thing is, is that our database, you know, while it has a over $20 million investment, you know, we don't have to start from scratch every time we're selling a property. We have tremendous reach right from the onset. So that's the second thing. That said, if a seller were to elect to not proceed with their auction, we typically will ask them to pay a no sale or cancellation fee something that we'll discuss and negotiate with them upfront. It will not cover 100% of our out-of-pocket costs, but it's there to make sure the seller really values all the time, energy, and effort that you as a listing agent and we as the auction firm put into the property. Um, but it's a transparent figure. It's discussed and known in advance, and um, that's how we handle that. So for properties that aren't in the U.S., this one is from Appy, says, what's the prep cost of a property, for example, in India? Of the 29 countries that we've been active in, India is uh, would be the 30th. So um, I know we've had interest, you know, we have a certainly a strong UK presence and, and there's been opportunities increasingly coming our way through our team in, in the EMEA market and particularly London about the India market. So I suspect you'll probably see us there in, in the coming time. So that would be something on a case-by-case -case basis. We don't expect the seller to underwrite 100% of what our costs are. We're willing to take risk alongside that seller, you know, if it's the right property and the, the right expectations. You know, we can discuss that on a case-by-case -case basis. And I don't want to be evasive. I mean, it's, it's not a cookie cutter thing in our EMEA markets. It's just, we look at it on a case-by-case -case basis. If it's somewhere like, for example, in Spain or Italy or France or Switzerland, where we we do a lot of business already, Portugal falls into that category as well, where we already have success and we we know the terrain and we know realistically what a property should be able to fetch. You know, maybe we're able to eliminate that upfront fee. I think if it's a new brand new market like India, 
we'll probably have to take a closer look at at that piece. And and that said, it would be refundable to the seller when we sell the property. Sperry asked, have we had any transactions in cryptocurrency? Sperry, great to hear from you. Um, great example of an agent who we first met in 2009, was involved with a couple of properties we sold in Ponte Vedra and, and it continues to be part of our network. And I know he's enjoyed a number of referrals. I think he's referred us properties in Colorado and in other places. So Sperry, great to connect with you again. And, and number one. Um, number two is yes, we have gone through a number of property sales where crypto has been accepted. And what we've learned about that is we've 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 been able to partner with third party intermediaries, much like a 1031 exchange company, where the seller doesn't have to accept crypto. The seller can actually get cash and the intermediary will accept the buyer's Bitcoin or crypto and convert it to cash for the seller. So um, that's certainly something that um, we're versed in and have the right partners and, and experience and, and managing through that to you know make it easy for buyers who want to buy that way and also you know for sellers who would love to expand the buyer pool but aren't into taking a you know five million dollar position in crypto they can convert that to cash real time for a very very economical fee by the way Okay, well, that's it for our questions for the day. We're very thankful for all of you who have been here through this hour. So everyone stay safe. I know you're all scattered around the world and everybody's experiencing this today differently, but stay safe and happy and let us know how we can help you.